talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey, what's up everybody? Hey guys, how's it going? We're coming at you guys today from the French Alps. Anyone that follows me on social media probably knows that we're up in the mountains. We're still here and we're kind of in heaven where we're at, like getting so many ideas for like future retreats and things that we want to do for couples. So couples and individuals. So keep that in mind. And if you ever want to be involved and be the first to know about this stuff as it comes up post COVID, make sure you're on my email list, but also Danny's. If you're a woman, I would say definitely be on mine. (laughs) So today, what are we talking about, Danny? Do you want to tell him or should I? Oh man, Uh, I should have known better. Why don't you tell him? You should have known that I was going to ask you that question. (laughs) Should have known. (laughs) All right. So with my women, with women who have, um, you know, found out about their husband's porn use and, you know, they just kind of feel blindsided about it. There's like a series of different things that we all tell ourselves, right? Like, I should have known better. Um, What can I trust now? Um, I have no one to, I have no one to talk to. Like, you know, lots of stuff that kind of helps us feel isolated. So we're going to dig into that. I should have known better because I think if we can understand where that's coming from, we can have more compassion for ourselves, but also walk away feeling more empowered. Yeah. yeah and this is, it's funny because Lindsay and I, we went through this type of experience together, right? Like what some people call betrayal trauma, um, where like I was kind of, I was going through... Uh, a point where there was an adult in my life when I was a kid and I was sexually abused and I had these memories come back like at the same time when I started getting help with all the porn stuff and involving Lindsay and it was uh, so on the one hand I was like going through this sort of betrayal trauma from this adult that I had looked up to as a kid and then Mm -hmm. Lindsay uh, was going through this similar thing because I told her about the porn stuff. And so we were like kind of these two wounded <laughs> souls. Uh, I didn't realize it as much as I do now looking back how we were like going through that sort of similar process, but yeah. different um, at the same time, yeah. side by side. <laughs> yeah. So I think an interesting thing, um, you know, a lot of these words, so we're just going to, we're going to dive right in. So some of these sentences, like I should have known better, I can't trust anybody, you know, I'm so raw, I'm so, like, you know, sometimes I think the, like, the theme behind some of these thoughts is, like, impact, like, there's been some sort of something that impact that caught us off guard, maybe, like, an accident or a robbery or something like that, where we just feel like something, like, big happened, right, big happened in our lives, and I think it's really natural for our brains to think about how we could have prevented such a terrible thing happening or, you know, or what, you know, in your eyes, this like really terrible thing, right? Yeah, like let's not let this happen again. Yeah, so like (laughs) if you think of a a big event, like a military ambush or something, like survivors are showing resilience and self-preservation by being like, 
I should have known, I could have figured this out, I should have caught the red flag. Um, you know, all those things, it's like a, the natural way, the natural thing for our brain to do. It's natural for our brain to do that and take on the blame because it's sort of an instinctual shield, but it ultimately doesn't help us on our path to healing because it gives us that illusion. It, it feeds us this illusion of an idea that we actually had control. We actually had control over our husband looking at porn or not looking at porn, right? Yeah. And then, you know, with your experience as a child, same thing. And so like, it's just something to keep in mind. Like what if we actually didn't have control over what other people did? And that's something that obviously we teach in a lot of our coaching and you've heard it in past podcasts, but I think this, I should have known better thing. Like it's just, it really does drive that home. Yeah. And I mean, if you're thinking about trying to prevent the same thing that was painful and shocking traumatic whatever Mm -hmm. in the future it makes sense that like wherever you do have control you'd be just searching for it right yeah especially if it felt so out of control it's not surprising that you like want to really control it not happening again and so maybe it even stems from that right like where where you we want so badly to prevent it that that we start looking like, okay, then where did I control it? How was it maybe my fault? And then we start finding or looking for evidence that maybe it was your fault. And and you can start buying into this story that even though it starts from a place that seems helpful, it can end up uh, actually disempowering you while you're trying, you're searching for more power by mm-hmm. searching for more control. But then by taking on too much of that blame, you end up disempowering yourself yeah does that sound right well I mean I for me yeah like I mean for me like I I totally did this like I should have known thing in hindsight it's always 2020 but like you know when I'm telling myself that story you guys like let's talk about what emotions are coming up right I probably feel totally ashamed I feel stupid embarrassed okay don't want anybody to know right and from that place of feeling ashamed stupid embarrassed what am I doing? How am I showing up in my life? Am I, am I doing, am I taking care of myself or am I like, you know, am I in in a space where I just hate those emotions so much that I want to run away from them and push them off, right? Push them off, resist, run away from them or try to push them onto other people, which I definitely did with my husband. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, I did my share too with what I was going through and something I noticed that I was just talking to a client yesterday about is, um, and I did this too, when we're in that I should have known, we're kind of like hating on our past selves and our decision-making ability almost, like I should have done it differently, right? And when we, you know, on the one hand, we're trying to like learn and ensure that we do do it differently in the future. Like I think that's the intention behind Mm -hmm. this a lot of times. Yeah. But what I've noticed with me and with clients is when we're so focused on thinking how poorly we did it in the past, it kind of shoots ourselves in the foot with how we trust ourselves to make decisions right now and in our future, right? Because totally. if you hang on to this belief, it becomes a practice almost. And so then it's almost like no matter what you decide, you're going to look back and say, no, I should have done it better and differently, right? So it's it's almost like there's no way to ever make a good decision because of this story you continue to tell. Mm-hmm. 
And if you look at how you show up in the decision-making process while focused on how poor, poorly you made decisions in the past, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times that just muddles things and confuses things and makes you, you know, um, it makes you kind of obsessed about finding the right and best decision, right? Totally. But when we're able to, like, honor what we did and where we were and what we knew and that we did the best we could with the information we had, mm-hmm. I think it allows us to be less obsessed about about making the right decision, like some good right decision, and more focused on just making the best decision we can, right? Like, what if instead of from that place of shame or lack of trust in yourself, mm-hmm. you were able to approach your decision <clears throat> with uh, a calmness and uh, a focus and creativity, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, like, what if, like, you didn't know better because you didn't know better? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you didn't know then about your husband's porn use because you didn't know then. Yeah, it was the best decision you you could make at the time because it was the best decision you made at the time. With With all the tools that you had in your brain and the capacity that you had, it was, it was perfect. Like, what if it, like, you didn't know because you didn't need to know or what if you didn't know because you didn't have the capacity or tools to handle knowing, Yeah. you know? So, like, what if that's totally okay? Yeah, and it happened just as it was meant to. And the reason that we're, you know, we focus on this is because, like Danny was saying, like, when we're so focused on who we were in the past and how we were wrong in the past, we really start making decisions about our present and future based on probability and not possibility, Right. And so it's like that past. We don't want to do past. Can you explain that more? Well, so make a decision on probability would be like making a decision like, well, let's see. I haven't stopped looking at porn. Like I've tried to stop, you know, maybe 300 times. So the probability of it being different this time is this. Right. And so we're kind of thinking about like what's probable and just using our thinking from the past to determine how we make decisions for the future. And what Danny and I want to offer you is this idea that like, what if making a decision about the future is based more primarily on the possibility of what could be, right? And so instead of like focusing on our past selves and how we were wrong, what if it's like we focus on how things can go right and how we can be right? I like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it affects you, the story you're telling it's your thoughts in your brain and it's going to create feelings okay and when you're focused on how wrong it all was it's likely going to create some kind of distress inside of you right Mm -hmm. and you know if you're wanting to make better decisions right now and in the future that doesn't help and something i want to add to that is i was just uh doing my meditation app this morning and he talked about how like when we're in a state of stress we're not as able to access that creative part of our Mm -hmm. brains, right? Mm -hmm. That part of our brain that's so good at problem solving and being creative, imagining solutions Mm -hmm. and working the issue, right? We all have that ability if we tap into it. But if we're so committed to this story that just doubts and creates shame and blame and frustration in ourselves, Mm -hmm. it's going to be harder to tap into that. So, you know, for my guys who are 
they want to learn how to make better decisions with porn and have that power from moment to moment, mm-hmm. right? And be consistent about it. And so just take a good look at these two different approaches and recognize, like, you get to choose whether you tell this story or not and which one serves you better. That's the question that we have for you. Yeah, because here's the thing, like, whatever story you're telling yourself right now, whether it's past-focused or future-focused, like, your brain, it feels like reality to your brain. Okay, and then it's like letting off chemicals into your body based on your current story you're telling yourself in the present. And so if this feels like too much of a reach for you to be like, to just decide like, oh, I didn't know because I didn't know. Yeah, and you're like, my past was perfect. Right? If, if it feels too much like a reach, then what, you know, what I want to offer is like, let's just validate ourselves and honor ourselves where we are, but at least just like open up your brain to some possibility, right? Like... I shouldn't, you know, I, I do think I should have known better, but what if that's okay, right? Just like eke yourself like slowly away from something, from what you believe and like, but open, but at the same, it's like validate yourself where you are, but open yourself up to what could be, right? Like I didn't know then and maybe that's okay. Just even offering instead of saying I should have known better. What if it's like, I didn't know. And maybe that's okay. Yeah. I didn't know, and I'm figuring things out. Yeah. This you know? last week, my... <laughs> <laughs> He's like looking at me with this smile on his face. Well, this last <laughs> week... So, I mean, just talking about resistance to these ideas, right? Like, I've experienced so much of that along the way here, and I'm still uh, still working this. And so was my coach last week. She asked me, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, what if looking at porn was one of the best decisions you made and I was like BS <laughs> you know part of me is like what the heck are you talking about I'd never even thought to ask that question and I had tons of resistance um, but what I noticed as I kept sticking with that question and just kind of letting my brain sit with it is these things started kind of shifting inside me and it felt very helpful uh, I don't entirely believe that all the way at this point and there's part of me that feels kind of conflicted like wait but I don't want to like sign off on me looking at porn that wouldn't be appropriate like like we have all these sort of things we've learned like but that wouldn't be right or whatever right but it's worth just kind of questioning even those things that are so built in like what's right and wrong um, because it might actually, those things might be keeping you in doing the thing you're trying to avoid doing more than if you were to shift into a different belief like this. And so even if it's out of your comfort zone, it's worth just asking, like, like what serves me better to reach these goals? Like, what works? I've become such a big fan of, like, what works to make this happen, right? That's, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that you say that, too, because I think... And I'm not saying I, like, know all the answers, but but I do know there's a researcher, a doctor that holds a bunch of, like, retreats for women with who or young adolescents who have suffered with bulimia. And I remember, I feel like I listened to him on a podcast years ago, and I don't know his name, but he basically said, you know, what if the food was just what these girls needed? It was all they knew. It was all they knew. Like, they didn't know how to handle their emotions. They didn't know what to do. And, like, what if they could actually thank the food? for being there for them as yeah. they move forward in their recovery. And, like, now they know that they actually don't need the food because they have, like, more mental tools. 
But I remember just being kind of like blown away by that. And so, you know, if this doesn't resonate with you, you can just like kind of discard it. But if it does, then, you know, like try it on for a little bit, right? What if, what if it did need to be the porn, but now it can be something different? Yeah. And I mean, as I've started like sitting with this question, I've just been kind of looking for evidence, right? Because that's what our brains do. And I've started thinking like, you know what, like what kind of help and investment in myself has come as a result of me choosing porn in the past, right? And even for Lindsay, like what kind of help and investment in herself has come as a result of this, right? Yeah, because I mean, like his porn use, like my, it rocked me to my core, like no other, you know, because I mean, I look at porn today as like a way that someone copes, doesn't want to feel their emotions, right? So similar to alcohol, smoking, Netflix, you know, social media to some extent, um, online shopping, even exercising for some people. And so porn was the one out of all those things that would have shooken me to the core and it definitely did yeah (laughs) so it required me to like really just start figuring some stuff out about myself and really see that like i didn't you guys i didn't have control over his porn use okay like no matter how big or small or beautiful or non-beautiful like no matter who you are if you just had a baby if you haven't had babies if he is looking at pornography it is not because of you it just isn't yeah, and then okay. like like how empowering how empowering has that been for you to like work through all that stuff that came up? Oh, it's been incredibly empowering because it what it did is it brought to the surface all the lack of belief I already had in myself. You know, I thought it was the porn that brought so much pain into my life, um, but it was just bringing all this old stuff I thought that I'd shoved away and didn't need to deal with. Yeah. So it brought a bunch of old beliefs up to the surface, but you know, I was, I chose to work through them and, and now I've worked through those things so that no matter what he's doing, like, I don't have that illusion that I have control over what he does. And no matter what he's doing, I can still feel safe, protected, self-love, self-compassion, self-trust. Like I can feel all those things for myself and I can set really healthy, loving, appropriate boundaries too, so that to you know so that i'm like in the marriage i want to be in and i'm really aware of that yeah yeah um i so if you're thinking like like a lot of times when we're doubting ourselves in the past it affects how we trust ourselves right like oh man i was duped i should have known better right um so how do i trust myself to not be duped again and um and what was I going to say here? Oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. I don't know, but I was just thinking, like, with your guys. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Do you mind if I continue? Yeah. Um, so if you're in that type of position, like, a lot of guys who come to me, they want to learn to trust themselves, mm-hmm. right? And they currently don't a lot of times. Mm-hmm. If you want to trust yourself more, then I recommend starting by going through your past and looking at your past self and almost like... Uh, forgiving and acknowledging that you did the best with the information you had right like if you learn to like trust your past self i think it actually helps you to trust yourself now more Mm -hmm. and going forward you know what i mean so you might even have to go through one by one the different like those big decisions you look at in your past that are like the the ones that kind of sting and and almost go through do a little like forgiveness acceptance like 
Yeah. And you'll you'll be amazed at how it can impact you even right now in this moment to make the next decision that's on your mind. Yeah, it's really empowering and it's insanely impactful and it's something that I help a lot of my women with is like a lot of these past things, some deep processing of past things in their life that you know, usually they are pretty aware that they are that those things events are affecting them today, but a lot of times they're like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." So, you know, with this um, particular podcast episode, I would say if there's anything in it that just feels too reachy for you to believe, just like that's totally okay. You do not have to believe everything that we say. Believe what feels good to you. But if it, if there is something that feels really far-fetched and you want to believe it someday, then just kind of like, you know, maybe just be a little bit open to that, you know? Like, I do not believe that today. But if I could get there, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I also, I will say, like, if you're at a place where you're really ready to, like, work on this stuff, um, I learned, you know, I got trained and learned how to self-coach with these tools and skills, and um, I did it on my own for a while, almost a year, right, mm-hmm. probably about a year, and uh, and then I hired a, a one-on-one coach for myself, and I've just been completely shocked at how it's accelerated everything for me in the last mm-hmm. few months working on stuff exactly like this that we're talking about mm-hmm. um and whatever comes up that's the beauty of this stuff is like like whatever you bring to the session like we're ready for you like we've got you right it doesn't have to be just porn specific or just having to do with your husband looking for like you bring your whole self and having a coach it accelerates things in the most powerful way and I think even helps me get to places I wouldn't get on my own. Um, So that's just something I would offer to you guys. If you're like ready for a change here, don't underestimate the power of having a coach who helps you see your blind spots, shows you your brain. It's a trainer for your mind. Yeah, and it's... uh, I'm such a believer in the process because it's impacted my life in ways I just never knew were possible. Um, one thing I did want to add is just to uh, to you guys who, like, you know, you want to have a confidant and um, maybe you want to be your wife. Um, if she's in this state of kind of, like, being a little traumatized from how she's reacting to your porn use then that might not always be the best idea. It doesn't mean you don't tell her and involve her, but at the same time, like, if she's your only source for that support, Mm -hmm. um, I recommend really checking in with that. And I just want to say to you, like, even if she's... A lot of times the wife is saying... Like, I was just talking to a guy yesterday, and his wife also doesn't want him to tell anybody else, right? Like, she's like, no, no, people don't need to know our business. Um, But even for guys in that situation, like, you can talk to someone else, and you can do it in a way... You can find a way that works for your wife, and it's an important conversation for you two to have together. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that same situation that the guy I talked to, his wife is like... Other people can't know our business, but then she also, like, can't even handle it when he does talk to her and doesn't even want to know a lot of times, right? Because she's worried that he'll say, yes, I looked at porn. And so it's like, um, the wife does not have to be that person, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys, you, you can talk to someone else and find a way that works for you that way. 
Yeah, because it can be a really confusing place for a woman to be in to feel like she needs to rescue her husband husband at the same time she's feeling like a victim to him, right? And then I think husbands might feel victim to their porn use and they might be looking for a rescuer, but they also probably hate that they can't be the rescuer yeah. for their wife. And then their wife yeah. is looking, it's kind of like that drama triangle, and then the wife is looking at the husband as like the predator or persecutor. And so it can be really confusing when... Um, if you don't have clarity to, for your, for women to put yourself in that position and for men to also just look to her as being your support, it might be, this might be one of the times where finding someone outside of the two of you, um, can make a big difference and help a lot. Yeah. It might even be crucial to you guys moving forward. It was for us. And, um, so, I mean, that's another you know, if you don't want it to be family members or friends, like, talk to us. And that's what we did first. We started with therapists and then coaches. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, we're here. And talk to us if you need another confidant. We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to support you in whatever way we can. And uh, that's that's what we love doing. Yeah. And it's amazing what can happen just even, like, after a few sessions into the program. Like, the peace and relief that a lot of people find pretty quickly pretty early on so yeah yeah all right right. have a good week you guys glad you tuned in with us take care have a good day thanks for listening if you're ready to get unstuck move forward or just feel better about your life and marriage please reach out to us whether it's for both of you or just yourself you'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship don't wait for someone else to make things better for you for more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.